0: Hello, forgiver! Today I'm continuing my discussion about the emotions we experience while going through the forgiveness process. A much overlooked emotion in the healing of trauma and reaching the decision to forgive is disgust. People are surprised when I mention this emotion as a roadblock to healing. So grab a notebook, a pen, and your favorite beverage, and let's dig into this emotion of disgust. Hello, forgiver! Welcome to the Forgiveness is for You podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Silva, Forgiveness Guide and Catholic Mindset Coach. I've spent 30 years in therapy for sexual, physical, emotional and racial trauma. But therapy could only take me so far. I believe that there's freedom in forgiveness, but we cannot do it alone. Do you struggle forgiving yourself or others? Are you ashamed of what happened to you in the past? Do you harbor unforgiveness toward the adults who are supposed to protect you but didn't? Do you resent a whole class of people because you were discriminated against? On this podcast, we talk about all things forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, and how you can begin to forgive yourself, others, and God. Allow me to be your forgiveness guide. Let's begin. Friends, before we begin today, I want to just give another content warning. If you have little ears around, it's probably best to put on a headset or listen at another time. Forgiveness is a process and peeling away the layers of emotion in this process can help us determine where we need to do more work to arrive at that decision to forgive. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this emotion of disgust. Do you remember the last time you experienced disgust? Was it from something you ate? Something you saw, smelled, heard, or was it something you did, like overeating? Perhaps you found a hair in your takeout, or if you live in a place where there's a lot of rodents, a dead mouse somewhere in your house. Whatever your experience, what did your face look like? What words came out of your mouth? What sensations did you experience in your body? Who or what was on the receiving end? Disgust? elicits in us a visceral reaction that we can feel deep in our bones. Now that you have that picture in your mind, I'd like to make a distinction between physical disgust and moral disgust. Physical disgust is a reaction to a material encounter, like when we encounter that dead mouse or that dead skunk on the road while driving, or when we are watching someone vomit in real life or even on TV. Moral disgust is a reaction toward a person who committed a violation of the moral code like sexual, verbal, or physical abuse and even betrayal in a relationship. In this episode, I'm going to focus on moral disgust. Pope St. John Paul II in his Theology of the Body posits that like the Trinity, we are composed of a community of persons. We are a body-soul composite. The body makes visible the reality of the soul. Disgust touches our soul so deeply that it manifests itself visibly in our reaction to the stimuli coming through our senses, the thoughts in our minds, and the images in our imagination. Disgust causes a rupture between the soul and the body. It's a direct attack on our self-worth. It can tell us that our bodies are bad. This can especially be true if we've been sexually violated and our bodies responded like bodies naturally do during that encounter. And because the body stores that trauma, over time, we are affected in the sense that we develop a negative self-image. And that negative self-image or that disgust we feel towards ourselves can be pervasive in many, many ways as we grow up and move forward in our lives. Disgust is distinct from shame. I would even argue that disgust is the foundation upon which shame is built. It's a very, very deep emotion that's rooted in betrayal, and most importantly, a betrayal of ourselves. If we are to forgive ourselves, we will need to take a good, long, hard look at how disgust is showing up in our thoughts and is manifested in our bodies. Inwardly, disgust asks the following questions. How could you do that to yourself? Why did you do that? How come you didn't tell if you were a kid? How come you keep doing the same thing over and over again? Why can't you stop? What's wrong with you? Outwardly, disgust asks... How could you do that to me? Why did you do that to me? Do you have to be so? Fill in the blank here. What's wrong with you? The message of disgust is you should have known better. You're no better than a fill in the blank. Or if you were a child when you were personally violated, you should have told someone. Your body responded, so you're partially to blame. You just don't have any control or willpower. Disgust can manifest itself in chronic anxiety and depression, and in the worst-case scenario, self-harm. In the body, it shows up with a gag reflex, the feeling of wanting to throw up, sweaty palms, racing heartbeat, an expression of unpleasant surprise, negative images, or bad dreams. When disgust is internalized, we have a visceral reaction to our own thoughts, emotions, and actions. We might find it difficult to accept that our whole body or certain parts of our body are good. We may have a difficult time seeing ourselves in our imagination. Our self-concept might be fractured as we exile parts of ourselves that are too painful to live with. We associate parts of our body with the offender and we close those parts off, sometimes neglecting to take care of them. We might overeat. We might refrain from eating. We might overexercise or don't exercise at all. We might have a hard time sticking to commitments to ourselves. When disgust is externalized, we hyperfocus on one or two aspects of the offender and define them as a, quote, "disgusting person" based on their behavior. Instead of seeing a whole person, We're limited to our definition of what elicits a visceral response in our bodies when we think about or encounter that person. Allow me to say this. Both of these responses are built in defense mechanisms that help us survive. We engage in them instinctively. However, when our survival mechanisms are no longer needed, they can impede our ability to have healthy, fulfilling relationships and a positive self-worth. That's why it's important to make distinctions between our past painful experiences and what we are going through right in the present moment. It takes slowing down and following the trail of our thoughts and associated emotions to discover what is real and what is not real. From a faith perspective, I'm going on a limb to say that Jesus felt disgust while he was driving the money changers out of the temple. His visceral reaction was to make a scourge of small cords, and he drove them all out of the temple, and the sheep, and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables, as we read in John 2 verses 15 through 16. Even though disgust is a natural reaction to a moral injustice, we do not want to stay stuck in that emotion. We want to move through it toward a place where we can forgive. But how can we do that? Number one, be aware of what happened before the moment we felt that disgust. Was it something someone said? A memory? An image that popped into our heads? What was the switch that turned on the thought behind the emotion? Number two, identify which associations from the past could have led to that visceral reaction. Our imagination will take what we've got coming in in the moment and look for all prior experiences and make that connection instantaneously. And sometimes we're not even aware of that. Number three, recognize feeling disgust is part of the healing journey and that you are not wrong for feeling it toward yourself or the other person. It's a natural reaction to a moral injustice. Avoid judging yourself for feeling disgust. Number four, cultivate self-compassion to help integrate those parts that are carrying disgust. Self-compassion entails viewing yourself through the lens of love, the way Jesus looks at us. Lean into what God created you to be and who he says you are. No matter where you are on your forgiveness journey, wallowing in disgust or not, God still loves you. Jesus himself affirms your value in God's eyes by saying in Matthew 10 verses 29 through 31, Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet none of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. It took me a long time to identify the parts of me that felt disgust. I had a hard time forming a complete image of my face when I wasn't in front of a mirror. I looked upon myself with so much disgust when certain past painful memories would surface. My therapist's assignment was to spend five minutes daily in front of a mirror and just look at myself with compassion. To be honest... Initially, I couldn't do five minutes. It was too painful. But over time, I started looking for what other people saw in me, what they remarked as my beauty and my strength, and that helped a lot. I asked the Lord to help me see myself through His eyes. The battle for my self worth is a daily struggle. Self forgiveness is a marathon, not a sprint. Disgust is sneaky, it wants us to believe that we're not worthy. But we are. Number five, create safety for yourself to process the emotion by taking it through the reason cycle, a method that helps you capture your thoughts and ground them in reason. You can connect with me as your mindset coach, and I will teach you the reason cycle and how to use it. And number six, take time to pray for yourself. And if your heart is ready to pray for the offender. Friends, I hope that What you've learned here about the emotion of disgust sheds a little bit more light on the forgiveness process and where you might be on your journey to forgiveness. Please be tender with yourself. Forgiveness is serious business. May the grace of the Lord be with you as you contemplate what you learned today. If this podcast is making a difference in your life, please hit subscribe below and consider writing a review. Share the link with a friend. Take a screenshot and share on your social media. Connect with me as your forgiveness guide. I will hold space for you as you work through your pain and rewrite your story. Sign up for my 5 Days to Forgiveness self-guided mini audio retreat at www.drkaren.com. Check out my website for how you can bring me to your church or small faith sharing group. And remember friends, forgiveness is for you.